This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. I'm Lauren. And I'm Steph. And we are so glad that you've joined us today around our kitchen table. First things first, before we get started, I want to ask a huge favor. If you are a first-time listener or if you've been here for a while, will you make sure that you hit that follow or that plus button up in the corner? We have some really fun episodes coming up and we want to make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you do not miss them. Okay, Steph. First of all, hello. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. (laughs) Hi. Happy to be here. I know we can see each other's faces. I feel like it's kind of like a Zoom call, but it is. I want to do like a little snack time question for you. And I selfishly chose this one because I just finished a show that I want to talk about. So the question today is, are you watching any good shows? What are what are you watching right now? Okay, so I have a hard time starting new shows because I feel like I can't like devote time and energy into a new show. And so right now, because things are kind of busier and like just have a lot going on. So I haven't watched any new shows lately, but I did just start re-watching New Girl. And I forgot how much I love that show. It's one of my favorites. So that's what I'm currently watching. Okay, I have not watched that all the way through. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like I would love it, but... I do. I I love it. And I actually love the way it ended, which I can't say about a lot of shows. Right? Maybe that'll be my show when the baby comes. I feel like you always need a good show for maternity leave, you know? Okay. Okay. What's your show that you're watching? Because now I want to know. Okay. Well, I also feel like I just, every time we start a new show, like my husband and I, we have to just get all the way through and finish it because it sucks up all of our time. So I'm like embarrassed to say we watched this whole, I think it was four seasons in literally two weeks. We, we loved it, but it's manifest. (gasps) My husband loves that one. Okay. Where the airplane disappears for five years and no one can figure out why it was real. It was a lot like lost. Did you watch lost? I haven't seen it all the way through because I'm a big fat scaredy cat and I couldn't finish it. Don't waste your time. I will never get that time back in my life. But this one was really good. So we love it. We loved it. Okay. I like started watching it with him. But then my other problem is I fall asleep once we turn on a show. If I'm not like working while I'm watching a show, I just like I close my eyes and I'm done. Like I will fall asleep on the couch for like two hours. But so I watched the first one. Isn't it twins? Twins get split up. Yes, and one of them ages like five years and one of them doesn't. Yes, okay. Okay, so I have seen a few episodes and Andrew, my husband, loved it. Okay, that's how we were. And I don't have the problem of falling asleep when I watch the show. (laughs) But if we watch it at night, I dream about it. So like for two straight weeks, I was having air. I don't even remember the last time I was on an airplane. Oh, no airplane dreams and you know like the travel anxiety you get before you know you're gonna go on a plane and like fly yeah. somewhere I was having that like well, pregnancy dreams are even like more intense like when you're pregnant your dreams are like I don't like mine are so crazy like 
yeah oh man oh anyway. man but really good 10 out of 10 manifest. manifest yes okay maybe i'll give it a second chance okay if you do let me know okay okay well today's episode is kind of a fun one we a couple of weeks ago over on six sister stuff i feel like we have a lot of people who are who found us through the podcast and not through six sister stuff so We'll kind of get into that in a minute. But over on our social media page, Six Sisters Stuff, we were talking about the podcast and we just like threw it out there like, what kind of episodes do you guys want to see? And everyone was like, you should do a Q&A. Like, we want to know more about you. We want to know stuff that's not food related. And <laughs> while it did spike my anxiety a tiny bit, I was like, okay, I feel like that's a good podcast one. I don't have to like be showing my face. And it would be fun. And everyone sent in like the funnest questions. So I thought that that's what we could do today. So we are asking the sisters anything. Sisters tell all? Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. Like, the bachelor? <laughs> yeah. I should have contacted Chris Harrison before we came on. But gee, he has a podcast now too. He does? Right? Oh, we could collab. Maybe season two. Maybe our season two Q&A will be with Chris. Oh my gosh, reach for the stars. Okay, I love it. Shooting our shot. Okay, well, I just kind of wrote down all the questions and figured we could just talk through them. So we'll start with the number one question we always get. This has been the number one question we've gotten for the last 12 years. Are you really all sisters? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love leaving a pause there because every time, without fail, wherever we go somewhere, people are like, are you sisters or are you sister wives? We are not sister wives. We like cool for those people. We do not subscribe to that. No, we are not sister wives. They jump from like sisters to sister wives, not like friends or sisters in law. Like it's just straight to sister wives. Yeah, maybe it's because we're from Utah, and so they kind of like think Utah sister wives. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We could do a whole another podcast debunking some of those myths but we will (laughs) (laughs) we totally could um and we're all biological sisters like there are no in-laws in there either which we I get a lot of questions about like okay so is it like you and like some of your sisters-in-law and I'm like nope we also have no brothers we have no brothers and our mom does it with us too so I'm like maybe that's where some confusion is so yes we're all sisters but our mom does it too yep heard some episodes with her but yeah and for those of you who found us through the podcast and you're like what are they talking about we started as sisters over 12 years ago a company called six sisters stuff and we share recipes and we help people learn how to cook and we do cooking courses and we have a youtube channel and we kind of just have this whole company based off of sisters that love to cook and so that's where that question comes from a lot but I will link for those of you who are like what are these women talking about I will link six sister stuff down below so you can like actually check it out okay the next one was like the hardest question that we got how many children do we have between all of us oh my gosh I just I was writing an email that had the number today 19 okay I feel really good about 19 I think you're right I think it's 19 This baby will be 20, I think. Something like that. There's a lot of them. Like how we have... But we love it. And it's so fun when we all... When all the cousins get together. There's not a ton of... Like, between the oldest and the youngest right now, I feel like the gap... Like, it's only, like, 15 years. So there's, like, a ton of, like, little kids. I don't know. I feel like we've all kind of had our babies around the same times together really loud when we're all together but it's like my kids most favorite thing I know okay the next question which sister is the best cook okay I was thinking about this and I feel like each sister has their like thing that they're really good at does that make sense no like Kristen if I had to make anything instant pot related I would make Kristen make it for me because I know it's gonna be delicious Camille's yeah. gonna make some rock and main dishes and like I feel like she's really good at like pasta salads and sides that are just like super yummy like that barbecue macaroni salad yes like that was her masterpiece 
I feel like Kendra, Kendra does like the fun, like new exciting recipes. Like she'll go yeah. try something and then she'll just make it. Yeah. Also like, oh, I saw this on TikTok. Let me make it. Okay. Okay. Like she does. She's really good at that. I know. What do we do? Are we the bad ones and no one's telling us? No, maybe. No, no, I feel like you're good. You're the cook that takes food to all of your neighbors. Like you're always making enchiladas and casseroles. <laughs> like I feel like you just kind of encapsulate being domestic. <laughs> oh my gosh. And see, and meanwhile, oh my gosh, can I just tell you something? The other day, my husband invited some friends over for dinner and it was like a super crazy week. And he was like, well, I invited them over for dinner on Monday. And I was like, listen, I love you, but I'm totally tapped out. I can't cook. Like, I'm just, I can't cook for that many people. So they came over and she was like, oh, yeah, you're one of the six sisters, right? I was like, yeah, we got takeout for dinner. (laughs) So I don't know if domesticity is like really my thing. I can't cook but I I like takeout too so I'm literally dying because tonight we had to feed the missionaries from our church and I always forget that I sign up to do that and they texted me at three o'clock and they were like Rap. hey what time's a good time for us to come to dinner and I was like uh <laughs> Six o'clock sounds great. We have like grocery shopping days tomorrow. I have absolutely no food. So we ran to Papa Murphy's and got some pizza, which my kids think is the coolest thing ever because I'm still making it at home. But so you're not alone. And sometimes the pressure that comes with having to be the ones that cook, like the cooking blog, I'm like, no, I'm I feel like we're just normal. Like I don't make gourmet meals every night. No, and I think, like, anytime I meet somebody new or they're like, yeah, sign up to bring a treat to this, like, girls' night or whatever, I'm like, I hope you realize nine out of ten times I'm bringing something that I did not make. Something probably that I pick up from Costco. (laughs) Not to say that I can't, but it's just, like, I just, like, my life's too hectic and crazy. Like, now you know. Secrets out. Secrets out. And there really is, do you feel like a weird pressure of like, oh, they're going to expect me to bring something? Or like when we go eat uh, or people bring us food or like that we go eat somewhere else, they're like, oh my gosh, like I was so nervous to cook for you. And I'm like, do you realize the kinds of recipes that are like on our website, right? Like it's like super relaxed, like crescent roll ham and cheeses. Like it is like the most basic, basic recipes. And I'm like, your food's probably better than mine. I just, you know. The the best thing during those comments is to like look at our husbands who eat the food that's like on our (laughs) website. That is the easiest stuff. Or they're like, she hasn't cooked for me in days. And I'm like. (laughs) When I invite friends over and my wife tells me, I can't do that. You're going to have to get them some takeout. (laughs) So, Yeah. (laughs) No, everyone is in on the truth. Just kidding. I feel like you're right, though. We all have different strengths and different, like, mom is like the queen of desserts. And oh my gosh, yes. All things chocolate. And oh man, we're those all just brownies. If I could just oh have gosh. one of those right now. I know, seriously. Um, okay, the next one. I thought this was kind of fun, and I don't even know that we can answer it for everyone, but it was what did each of you want to be when you grew up? Which I kind of appreciated they asked this because I don't think any of us as a child were like, can't wait to one day have a cooking blog. Like, that was not a thing. It wasn't even a thing, yeah. No. So I thought that was kind of a fun question. Do you want to start? What did you want to be? I can. And you know what? It was like, our our dad was very entrepreneurial growing up. And like, in high school, I did all of the like, DECA, FBLA, Business Sterling Scholar, and like, so that in my sophomore yearbook there's a picture of me you know how they like go around and ask the kids what do you want to be when you grow up yeah and mine just says businesswoman so (laughs) yeah so there you have it a businesswoman and you know what I still stand by that I do like having a business that is so funny I feel like I had absolutely no idea and I just kind of always wanted to be a mom 
So I went to school, like even with that in mind and did child development. And I thought I could maybe be a teacher. Like if I needed to go to school, I feel like that's a, like a good job I could have and like still be home with my kids in the summer and things like that. But I feel like I was never like, I'm going to be a doctor or like, I don't feel like I really knew. I don't know. I think when we started this, I was a junior in high school. Oh my gosh. I didn't really have, I don't, okay. I was going to say I didn't have a choice, but like, I totally had a choice, but you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of just. You just like fell into it. Yeah. And it totally made sense. And then I feel like after I fell into it, that's when like the passion for marketing and social media and like all of that stuff came. Yeah. Yeah. And now I wish I could go back to school and like take marketing classes and, and do that. Yeah. But I was trying to think of the other sisters too. I know Kendra went to school for communications. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she wanted if she had like a a dream. I don't know. That was awesome. That was my major too, and I oh, that's loved right. it. Yeah. 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 Camille got her teaching degree. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And I don't know about Kristen. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there you go. There you go. None of us even dreamed of doing this <laughs> or a podcast. Like, none of that even existed. No. This episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. We've all been there stewing about a health problem or maybe some strange symptoms we're experiencing, almost ready to resort to texting the group chat to get your friends' opinions. While you're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash TableTalk and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C doc.com slash table talk zocdoc.com slash table talk okay the next question is how do you work together and seem to get along so well what advice do you have for family business owners so let's do the first part first how do you work together and seem to get along so well can i just share a story oh i don't it really is becoming tell all it's funny this is good you can cut this out if you need to so we went on we went on a conference we went to a conference in September and it was our mom's birthday but we were at this like work conference and so we were like there like it was so much information and so many new things we could implement but it's like it's really hard like trying to make decisions and come together like as business owners who are also family and it's hard drawing a line between like work needs to stay in work and family needs to stay in family and I feel like we've gotten a lot better at that over the years but like we went out to dinner and we were having a really heated discussion about something and we were like in line at dinner in public like getting really like heated discussion and finally our dad gets in and he's like, hey, it's your mom's birthday. Like, cool it. <laughs> like, it was that heated that, like, even as these, like, women in their 20s and 30s, their dad still has to cut in and be like, hey, chill out. Like, cool no, it. And I feel like it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a huge deal. But I remember on that day, specifically, mom had said something like, I just want to go out to dinner or something and like not talk about business for a little bit. And then after the dinner was over, I was like, I don't think we even acknowledged that it was mom's birthday. Like I felt so 
that. Like, it really is such a hard balance, especially when all of us are together because, well, first of all, we don't get to be all together that Very often. often. Yeah. And luckily, mm-hmm. because of work, we, like, have more opportunities throughout the year to be together. But then when we are, it's so hard to not talk about, like, the one thing that we all, like, do together because we are all so different. Like, yeah, we all have way different hobbies and mm-hmm. different interests. And like, there's overlap for sure between like some of the sisters, but like, the only one thing we have in common, besides maybe our love of Taylor Swift is, <laughs> maybe I'm saying that too much. We all like Taylor Swift. Some of no, us, you're right, us. You're right. but it is our, our job. And we're, yeah. we have a lot of conversations about that. Um. I think, too, something that does need to be said, again, like those poor people in public that are watching us, like, bicker over (laughs) work problems, like, what you see on social media and, like, the front of our company is such a very, very small part of who we are as people and who we are as a family. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, like, you definitely... Like, it would be impossible to get the whole picture from social media. Like, one, there are too many of us. And two, like, you'd have to live stream your whole life day in and day out for all of us to get the full picture, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. And I feel like we're also, like, a lot of us, we have such different personalities. And a lot of us have really strong personalities of, like... Well, some of us do. I feel like some have really strong personalities and then others kind of just like go with the flow. But for those of us who might have stronger personalities or are more opinionated, I feel like both of us are in that category. Yeah, I was like, well, I feel like we all are, we all do have super strong personalities and super strong opinions in certain areas. And like in some areas we'll go with the flow more, but in other areas it's like, no. <laughs> No, really, though. But it's taken us so long to, like, get to a point where we can actually, like, learn how to communicate and realize. I think it was a couple of years ago when we really, really were like, okay, we can't treat this like it's just our family working together. Like, this is a legit business. And so we took the measures we needed to take to set it up like it was a legit legit business. Like, yes. this is not something that all of us expect each other to do for our whole lives like you would never stay in the same job for your whole life like whatever your job is whether you're like teaching or in a different business like whatever company you're working for like we tried to set it up in the same way so that if something happens or if you have a different passion or if you want to go do something else or you're just too busy or whatever it's just like a regular job. Like you can leave if you want, you can come if you want, you can scale back, do whatever. Like that's kind of how we set it up. And I think that's helped a lot as far as working together goes and like setting that boundary. Because now when we get together, I do feel like it's a lot easier to have like that family time of there's business and there's work, but we're still a family. Like, and all of us have such different boundaries with like social media and I don't think my husband's ever even been shown on the camera. So it's like this whole other part of our lives that no one even knows about. I don't know. Yeah. And I think too, like we do all have such different boundaries and different like levels of what we want to show. And we also like, we're getting to the point, like we've done this for almost 12 years. Like we're getting to the point where it is like, yeah, like, okay, people are wanting to leave. And that's okay. Like, or they want to scale back and that's okay. And like, you can take a step back. You can pursue other things. You can like, and like you said, the way we set it up is like, well, not like it is a business and it's a company and we all own shares in that company. And like any other company you would own shares in, like you have options for, what you want to do if you want to leave or you want to scale back or you want to take on a bigger role like you can do that and we set it up in a way so that it can function as a business and we can try and separate it more business and family the other thing that we did too is we try to keep all 
business conversations separate. Um, we did that a few years ago too. And that has helped immensely is taking them instead of like 400 text messages a day. I'm not even kidding you. It may have been more than 400 text messages a day. Um, all interspersed with like family communication. Like we pulled those out and now we have a text group for work for emergencies only. And other than that, like all work communication is done via email and Slack. And yeah. that has helped a ton to create some better healthy boundaries when it comes to work and family. Yeah. And I think the other thing too that people don't realize is, yeah, it's six sister stuff and we all work together as sisters on this company, but we're not the only people employed by this company. Like we have other people. There are a lot of people that we work with that are not family and they have the same options too. If they want to quit their job or leave or do whatever too, like we've made that possible for everyone. So while this is a family business, like we're also responsible for a lot of other people too. And so we kind of had to set it up in a way that that it could actually run and function and be like a self-sustaining business. Yeah. And I think too, um, the last part of the question was advice for family business owners. And this is something that I think is so important no matter what stage of business you're in is get it in writing and make it very clear who is doing what and for how much and for how long. Like it's, it can feel so awkward, like going into a business partnership being like, especially with family members being like, Hey, like I own this much. And these are the things I'm bringing to the table, which is why I will own this much. But it's like, but if you can't have that type of conversation from the get go, from the very beginning, then it's probably a good sign that you shouldn't be going into business together. Totally. And so I just think you need to make it from the beginning to, and I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. Like a family business dynamic is very unique, but if you lay it out, spell it out, get it legally legit, it's going to help down the road no matter what happens. Totally. And I feel like too, I hope that didn't sound like we love working together. Like it is, I feel like it's given us so many opportunities to like grow and be in constant communication. But I think something we've realized, especially over the last couple of months, is that it's so important for us to find ways to connect and to build our relationships outside of work. And so like planning family trips that have 0% to do with work or even just like texting and making sure that or calling or whatever it is and making sure that we're still in contact and connecting over stuff that's not about work because sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in like like I was like oh I feel like I haven't seen you in forever but we had like a work meeting yesterday yeah I was gonna say that was yesterday (laughs) but like I don't know just like making sure that you keep like still try and keep your relationship on top of like your work relationship, I think is something that's so important because yeah. Agree. I agree with that. Okay. I feel like that was good. I feel like that leads into the next question. The next question is how do you split up responsibilities in the business? Okay. I like this question. And we used to do it where it was like, everybody had the same jobs that they were doing and everybody needed to do the same thing. And then we realized like, why are we doing it like this? Like this is not helping anyone. So we started to play to more of our strengths and to more of our interests too. So we split it up based on what people honestly like like to do and want to do and and have learned how to do. Like you were saying, like with the last question, like this business has given us so many opportunities to learn new things that I don't know that I would have learned elsewhere. And so- it's really cool. Like if we have an idea of like something that we want to bring into the business, then it's like, oh, like, okay, I I actually have been thinking about learning how to do that. Like I'm going to take that project on because I want to learn how. Yeah. I think that's helped a lot too with our communication, like going back to that now, because now like we're all in charge of different things. Like Steph does all of the like email marketing and all that stuff for the business. I do the podcast and a couple of other like odd and end jobs that we kind of had to like just, 
yeah, anyway, split up between all of us. But for the most part, like whoever's in charge of like that particular area of the business makes the decisions for that branch of the business. And I feel like that's helped a lot. I mean, obviously we run everything by each other, but they kind of get the last say. Is that kind of how you... So I yeah, feel like it's like no power or yeah, approval like, power. Yeah. It's helped us avoid a ton of conflict because like you are like an expert in your area and I'm an expert in mine. And so it's been super helpful. And I feel like we've seen more growth when we've been able to kind of focus on what we're good at and focus on our strengths. And it doesn't mean we love every single aspect of everything that we're doing, but it makes it a little bit more fun. It does. And I feel like too, like that again is where we saw the most growth is when we stopped all trying to do the same things and instead started focusing on our strengths and saying like, Hey, like we love you, but you may be like me. I can't do customer service. You cannot put me in customer service because I will destroy a company. (laughs) We could, but we would our customers would leave when they they would fly. They would fly. They would run away as fast as they could. So it's like that is not my strength. Like that is probably one of my biggest weaknesses is customer service. I can't do it. And so it's like having to do customer service and like interact with people via email is a very bad idea for me. And it was probably hurting the business more than helping it. So pulling me off customer service and putting me more on like the front end of like the email communications they get in the first place, like great, much better place to be for mm-hmm. me. And so it's playing to those strengths and that has helped a ton. Yes. I love that. Okay. I feel like that's good. Okay. I think that was like the last business he went. So we can do like some more fun ones because hopefully some people aren't like, why are they still talking about this? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite form of self-care as a mom can I go first oh sleep (laughs) (laughs) you can go first (laughs) I'm literally dying sleep that actually probably would be my number one but I also feel like do you ever feel like by the time you get your kids down and you're like okay I could either have some alone time or I could go to sleep I feel like I want my alone time. Like I've got to soak it in. And then that's why I watched four seasons of a show in two weeks because I'm trying to get my alone time. My alone time. Anyways, my favorite form of self-care is I bought myself, um, well, I've had one forever, but I stopped using it and I recently rediscovered it, but like a gel nail light (gasps) and I'm doing my own nails like every week and it just makes me feel so happy makes me feel confident I am alone for a few minutes upstairs <laughs> just I love it. anyways so that's been my favorite form of self-care currently is just changing up my fingernails a little bit and sleep that. yeah <laughs> mine is sleep again like I said <laughs> that was like my like number one thing my husband does like function so much but this is so bad my husband functions so much better on less sleep and I am the type of person where it's like if I do not get at least seven hours look out man like ooh, it's not great so yes it is rough for me when I have babies that get up in the night oh which for some reason they still my youngest is a year and a half old and for some well it's because I have five kids for some reason, it's like I could go like maybe one night without one kid waking up. But oh. so my ultimate form of self-care is like tucking in early and going to bed. I was about to say, are you like an early to bed kind of person then? Do you go to bed pretty yes. early? Yes, I do. And you would think like, oh, then she gets up early. No, I do not. <laughs> no, I sleep until I have to get my kids up for school. So which is still early. Like I feel like that's still pretty early, but like seven o'clock, but yeah. Still. I just love me. I just love sleep. I love sleep so Whatever much. you gotta do. It's your it's your self-care. No one can tell you you're wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Number eight. What made you want to start a podcast on top of everything else that you are doing? Okay, I guess this is kind of a businessy question again, but yes. But I feel like you are the best person to answer this. Well, I feel like we kind of all got like different feelings about podcasting over the last couple of years. But for me, 
I didn't discover podcasting until after I had my first baby and we lived out of state. I lived alone and I like discovered podcasts and I would listen to them all day. Like, you know how like like quiet it is with the baby and you're home alone like your first baby yeah. I mean you're by the yeah. time more kids come it's not quiet but first baby I'm home alone all day my husband started a new job we live far away from family so I would literally just listen to podcasts like all the time and I learned so much and I was like laughing and I love the true crime like I feel like I just really I don't know. I just like it became obsessed with podcasts. And ever since then, I just have always thought it would be so fun to start a podcast, but we could never really figure out how to tie it into food. Like I didn't want to start a podcast about food and recipes. Like I wanted something different. And so I feel like we kind of had to get to a point where we felt like it was time and like we could do something else and do something new. And so I don't know. We kind yeah, of jumped. Like you said, we got to that point where it was like you were talking about earlier. Like we have a huge team of people helping us run our company. Like it's more than just us. Like you see our faces, but like running the company and doing all a lot of stuff on like the side you don't see. Like we finally got to the point where it's like we have enough people helping that we can do something like this. Yeah. And it's been so fun, and it's just like a different outlet. I. We love cooking, but I'm not passionate about, I don't, I'm not like passionate about cooking all the time. Like we were saying before, like we share these delicious recipes, but it's because we're making them. We have to make them because we are moms too, and we have families to take care of. And so it's really easy for us to share that stuff because we're doing it. Yeah. Like five days a week, I cook dinner for my family anyway. Like, and it's like simple, basic, easy meals. It's not like gourmet multiple courses I'm gonna make five different recipes for one meal no I do that once a year and it's on Thanksgiving but like the rest of the time I'm making super easy recipes for my kids and myself and my husband to just have a weeknight dinner that's like how I cook so I'm like you it's like it's I, I do it because my family needs to eat and these recipes are really simple and I feel like there are a lot of people who need help just like getting dinner on the table but again like I'm passionate about more than just food I love to eat but I'm passionate about so much more than that yeah and I think you nailed it like you said there are people who need help with that and I feel like through that we've discovered this whole community of women who need help like not just in the kitchen, but they just need support and they just need like someone backing them up and standing in their corner. And I feel like we've been so blessed to have that as sisters because we have each other and we have this constant or like this friend group that we can always rely on. And we started meeting a lot of women who didn't have that and who didn't have like that support group or those people who were just like cheering them on or letting them know like, hey, it's actually super normal to like you know, postpartum anxiety, like that's a thing, you know, like to lock yourself in your closet for a minute and eat some candy, like you're doing great. Like, I feel like we just, we started meeting other women and we realized in that journey that like, we have another, like there are other things we can do to help them aside from helping them get dinner on the table. And like, if anything, I feel like it's helped us. It's been very therapeutic for us to talk into microphones about like our own feelings and the things that we're doing and dealing with as moms. And so it's been really fun to to have this extra outlet that's not based off of food and recipes and but just being ourselves because like I like we said before, we're so much more than what you see that tiny glimpse of on social media. And I feel like this has been a really fun way to kind of show that there's more than just more than just easy recipes yeah agreed okay um okay have you ever struggled we only have like a few more have you ever struggled with self-image especially showing your lives on social media and how do you deal with it this was like a really deep question but I put it on because I liked it Well, I think it's important to talk about, and I'll be completely honest, like my teenage years and my early 20s, 
I struggled immensely with self-image. Like, it is not the time nor the place to go into the layers of trauma there that I have and the therapy that I've gone through to help me get to a better spot. But, like, it's true. Like, and I luckily got to the point that before it was being shared so much on social media, I feel like I got to a good place where it didn't feel so, like, so draining and such a, like, a comparison and, like, getting into all of the, like, body adjustments or whatever you want to call them. Like, and so I don't know. Like, I feel like, and where we do food, I feel like it's a lot less intense. It's a lot less scary um, when it comes to self-image because I, I know oh, too many people who just, it affects them so much. And like the skewed distortion of social media and filters and, and just always flexing or like posing people's bodies in a certain way to make them look the exact perfect angle. Like mm-hmm. it can mess with you. And like, I have seen such scary sad things happen to so many people that I know and love and oh it just it breaks my heart so I feel like one I feel like therapy for sure I feel like too like we grew up in a time sorry I just keep talking we grew up in a time where like it was really common like there was no body neutrality movement Like, it was very much, like, you fit this mold or you don't belong. And I I love that, yes, social media does have that stigma for, like, perpetuating bad body image. But there is also a side of social media that supports body neutrality and just you don't have to love every part of your body to, to accept it. And so... It can be hard and people can be really mean, but now I'm just rambling. Please share your thoughts. I was literally just going to say, like, I think the hardest thing is that, like, because we are showing up on social media and this following of people who really only see a tiny, tiny percentage, like, but they're not afraid to share their thoughts or their opinions. And so... I feel like even outside of just like body image, but like those DMs and messages of like, you're holding your baby's head wrong or your, your kid's not buckled in their car seat. Right. Or like, how are you, how are you feeding your kids chicken nuggets again? Like things like that, that it's like those questions always make me quite like, or those comments or DMs or whatever always make me question like, Oh my gosh, am I a good mom? Like, and then I have to like, refocus and like reground and be like okay this random person who has like is a private account with zero followers and is obviously just some rando that's out there trying to like bring people down like she made one small judgment off of one tiny tiny glimpse into my life like I feel like I've had to just kind of grow a thick skin and realize like the people who are trying to like bring other people down and the people who are brave enough to sit behind their computer screen without showing who they actually are. And like, you know, yeah, they don't, their opinions don't matter and they're probably struggling with something themselves. And so trying not to take it all personally, but there are for sure some days where I'm like, we, the way we've split it up is like each sister kind of takes a day on social media. And there are some days where it's my day and it's 6 PM and I still haven't showered. And I'm like, oh my, how am I going to show up on social media today? Like, who's going to see it? And you just like start picturing these people like so-and-so from high school all of these years ago is probably going to see this and be like, oh, like, you know, like it's so hard. And there will always be those people that, that send in negativity or tell you you're a bad person or a bad mom or whatever. But I feel like if you focus on the people who actually need you to show up, that it helps a lot. And like, yeah, there are other moms out there of toddlers and pregnant who have not showered at 6 p.m. either. And it's OK. 
Yes. It might come up and say, I am buying pizza tonight. So sorry that this, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I think too, it's like a work in progress. You said like, have we had to grow a thicker skin? Absolutely. And have I had to set boundaries about like what, what, even like what comments I allow and what people I allow to like talk to me on my personal accounts because like people will come find me on Facebook and they'll come find me on Instagram and they'll just like send me personal messages and I'm like I just I don't even look at them I like which sounds so mean but it's just like it is so overwhelming especially if it's like they can be really brutal so it's like setting those boundaries that it's like hey I'm actually not going to look at messages from people that I don't know or I'm not actually going to accept friendship requests from strangers or like things like that. And it sounds so mean when I say it, but it's mostly just to, you just don't know. And, and just setting those boundaries. Yes. Like you have to protect yourself. And like, I remember because I, when, when I would get messages that would be like that and I would, it, it was always so frustrating when people who would only know like a tiny bit of, of anything would come and like say these long comments and whatever and it would bother me so bad and I would respond immediately out of like frustration and anger and I finally just every time it happens now I just screenshot it and send it to my husband and respond to him the response I want to say and then we just move on and I just like get it out and then we move on because it doesn't matter their opinions don't matter and therapy is good (laughs) (laughs) therapy is good it's true and you learn you learn to have a thicker skin you learn to let things not bother you so much because I think if we did like it would be much we'd be much worse off totally but I think just remembering as far as like dealing with it and um I know not everyone is dealing with like having to show up on social media but I think just remembering like everything that you're seeing too not just from us but from every person on social media or even people in real life like you never know someone's full story you never know what's actually going on. So they may appear to have like perfect skin, perfect hair, perfect children, like clean house, perfect all, marriage, all, yeah. of the, all of the things. Totally. But it's like, if you only knew what was actually, was actually going on, you know, mm-hmm. like there's not, there's yeah. always two sides. The grass is always greener. And Absolutely. So just if you're struggling with it, then maybe it's a sign to get off of social media for a minute. Take a little break. Take a little break. Watch Manifest. (laughs) Come back and let us know what you think. Yeah, and then text me, okay? (laughs) Okay, we have, we'll just do um, one more. That will make it 10. Okay, perfect. And this is kind of like a fun one that we'll end on. What is your favorite kitchen organization hack? And if you can't think of like a kitchen one, you can just do like organization in general. But th- these questions are literally all over the place. I should have organized these a little bit better, but that's kind of fun. It's like a you never know what you're gonna get. It's like a yeah, you know. grab bag. Um, favorite organization hack or kitchen organization hack. Here's mine. I don't know if it counts. Okay. I don't. So when we, whenever we order food or like do like a Costco pickup or whatever, I put it away immediately and everything in my kitchen has a spot, like bins with labels and because otherwise I go crazy because if it's just like sitting in boxes, like we'll put like extras that we have in boxes, but like I get home, I take everything out of the boxes. I put, I don't decant. I'm not a decanter. I'd like to be, but I'm not like to that level of organization. But like all of the snacks get dumped into all of their individual snack places. And like all of the like cereals go in their individual cereal places. And like all of the like other kit like any like fridge snacks they get separated into containers in the fridge like just and I do it immediately because if not then it's just like my kids rip into it I rip into it and it's just like a mess of cardboard and plastic so that is my come home get everything out of its containers put it where it goes that's 
that's what I've got. Okay, I love that. Um, I wish I was that organized in my life, but I have started taking things out of the boxes and the space it saves when you empty a Costco box and just do the snacks inside. Okay, mine's not a kitchen one. I hope that's okay. But I, I was feeling so much frustration. My kids are pretty young, but it, they do not understand. Take your shoes upstairs after you take them off. Nor does my husband, who's not very young, but he just, it was just really hard. And then I would see their shoes and then I was also not comprehending. Like it was just getting, there were so many shoes downstairs. I was getting, going crazy. And I can't remember who I saw it from. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, why have I not done that? I bought myself a shoe rack to put (gasps) Stairs. and ours is hidden away in like our closet we moved some stuff around in like our mud room it's just a closet at our house but I put a shoe rack in there and so no one has to take their shoes upstairs because everyone wears the same like five pairs of shoes not okay my kids each have like one pair of shoes right now because we're growing so fast <laughs> you say because our feet grow so freaking yeah, fast feet grow so fast the seasons are changing so quickly but yes just have every shoe has a space and they don't have to take it upstairs but they have no excuse to put shoes away and my entryway is no longer covered in dirty muddy kid shoes or my husband's work shoes that everyone trips over for everything so (laughs) I don't even know if that's a hack but Um, it was those things I saw someone do and I was like what the heck why have I not been doing that the whole time so (laughs) I love it so funny. Well, this was super random. I'm sorry the questions were like going really deep, coming back out to like really light topics, but I hopefully you feel like you got to know us a little bit better as sisters. I know it's just two of us, but we'll have the others come on. Maybe we'll have them answer some some of the other questions we got, but we're so glad that you could join us today. And if you want to continue this conversation, you can come over and find us on Instagram at Table Talk for Moms and make sure you hit that follow button so that you do not miss another episode. We'll see you guys next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.